Creativity Imagination Assessment Group 4. Creativity is central to a thriving, imaginative and innovative world. It is crucial to education not just in terms of the approaches and tools used to teach, but also in the act of learning. Without it, life could stagnate and new ideas may not, in fact, be truly innovative. How then do schools inspire creativity in their students and encourage creativity across curriculum? Is creativity seen as merely a part of a traditional arts program, or does it permeate through all aspects of a school's curriculum, if indeed this is possible? The new millennium has brought with it renewed vigor by governments in many developing and developed countries to update school curricula and change approaches to education. However, to what degree creativity is visible in these new curricula is variable. In many countries, curriculum consists of individual subject areas with an emphasis on core subjects such as maths and language, and additional statutory subjects areas such as art, music and drama. These are often referred to under collective term. For example, Sweden makes reference to practical arts, the Netherlands expressive activities. Apart from being considered a creative discipline, creativity does not seem to feature elsewhere in the curriculum. This is also the case in the USA. However, because responsibility for the curriculum is devolved to individual states, the degree to which creativity is promoted does vary. The state of Wisconsin, for example, has an underlying aim for children to become critical and creative thinkers, whereas the Texas curriculum is subject-focused. Other countries also included creativity as part of core life skills for learners. In its revised national curriculum statement in 2002, South Africa identified seven critical outcomes for learners, including to identify and solve problems and make decisions using critical and creative thinking. Australia is walking, working towards a national curriculum. However, the arts is in phase two and is not due in schools until 2013. In the proposed curriculum, creativity, however, is seen as one of ten general capabilities that all students are entitled to access. Japan's new curriculum, implemented in 2002, states that it is intended to give teachers more control over teaching, foster more child-centered and creative learning through individual instruction and group work. It calls for education to produce citizens who are creative and considerate. Interestingly, other Asian countries seem to have taken on board the importance of developing creativity in students, as well as creativity, problem-solving and thinking skills being one of eight core skills and values to be infused across the curriculum in Singapore. Its president in 1997 summed up government educational thinking, we must develop our young to think creatively and apply knowledge in innovative ways. As a consequence, three new education initiatives were introduced, one of which was a thinking skills program designed to develop thinking skills and creativity in students, and teaching methodologies were changed to generate creativity and creative thinking and encourage independent learning. In developing the seventh national curriculum in Korea, the Presidential Commission on Education Reform in 1995 advised that in preparation for the 21st century, the development of creativity in children should be given high priority. The amount of subject content children had to cover was reduced by 30% to extend time spent at a school's discretion, encouraging children's self-directed learning, independent studies and creative activities within school. The IB program has since its inception in 1968 promoted inquiry-based learning. It values creativity as an underlying theme across all aspects of the curriculum, acknowledging it as a desired student attribute. At IB level, creativity becomes a large part of the core section, creativity action service, and students are required to spend allocated time on a regular basis over a period of 18 months, developing, as part of this, creative thinking. It would seem, however, that currently the UK is at the forefront of developing and promoting creativity across curriculum. In the new national curriculum to be implemented in schools in 2011, it gives a high profile to creativity both as part of the subject area, understanding the arts, developing creativity and imagination, and also as an underlying skill that is universal to all subjects, creative thinking skills. 
Teachers given information on what creativity is and its importance, how to spot it in the classroom, and advice on how teachers and management can promote it. There seems to be a real drive to ensure creativity is promoted throughout the school and across the subject area. So with this increasing emphasis on ch developing children's creative skills, how do schools monitor or assess whether creativity is being facilitated, taught, encouraged or developed? Indeed, should children's creative talents be subjected to assessment or should they be allowed to develop naturally? Many teachers in the UK would argue that an already crowded curriculum is too assessment focused and any assessment creativity would undermine the very foundations of the creative process. Furthermore, there should be a place in the curriculum which is free for self-expression and free from measurement and any attempt at assessment could discourage pupils. On the other hand, without some form of assessment and evaluation, the teacher could not know what the consequences of teaching have been. Not to know, or at least not to try to know, is professionally irresponsible. And to claim that such consequences cannot in principle be known is to ask people to support education programs on faith. But how does this extend to the assessment of children's creative output? For Paul Collard, one of the biggest challenges facing any curriculum purporting to be creative it's a development of a robust and yet manageable assessment regime that manages to capture that creativity. To date, formal assessment of creativity in schools has been quite limited. Examples include a rubric for creative and critical thinking and a creative assessment tool exemplar and checklist. More recently, the UK has seen the development of two major assessment frameworks, the Creativity Wheel and the Creative Learning Assessment, born out of initiatives in schools wanting to produce something that shows children's learning in subjects or areas other than those currently requiring government testing. Both frameworks advocate the importance of teacher evaluation and pupil self and peer assessment, with time for reflection a crucial element. The CLA's three main elements include the use of a structured observations, a scale showing levels of progression, and the development of portfolio reflecting student progress. Whilst the CLA recommends the production of written assessments on a termly basis, the creativity will provides a visual tool for ongoing assessment throughout the year for use by teachers and pupils, and encourages teachers to plan for the development of a range of creative opportunities across the curriculum. But how effective are these as assessment tools, and do they enhance the learning process? Members of our group were positive about both of these assessment frameworks and felt the CLA could be easily adapted, adapted for classroom use so as not to be too time-consuming. And the creativity rule was particularly useful for developing children's use of language associated with creativity across subject areas. Both of these models would also seem to fit in with current ideas about how children learn. The fact that no two brains are alike, and that there does not seem to be a general, in general a great deal of evidence that differences in gender influence levels of creativity, would both, to some extent, give support to Gardner's theory of multiple intelligence, which argues that children do not learn in the same way. Supporters of Gardner's theory claim that better approach to assessment is to allow students to explain the materials in their own ways using the different intelligences. Preferred assessment methods include student portfolios, independent projects, student journals, and assigning creative tasks. Students have, studies have also shown that while higher order cognitive functions such as reasoning and memory decline with age, this is not necessarily the case with creativity. Perhaps this is reason enough to encourage the early implementation of creativity in schools and its ongoing pursuit in lifelong learning.